every magic player's favorite thing to do make piles of cards right <laughs> i feel like that's that's the thing it's like oh this pile is for this deck this pile's for that deck this pile is the maybe pile this pile of cards that i like that i don't know if will go into a deck but i'm gonna have access to just in case i want to put them into a deck and these are the piles of trades but i don't know if i really want to trade them it's like so you, it's it's like you know how my desk is organized. <laughs> I'm calling you out. <laughs> man, why you gotta call me out like that, man? <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to have a good time sorting cards, and you're calling me out on shit. Don't worry, Garrett. Dear listeners out there, I'm also calling you out. I know your desks look like that as well. Your little corner of your room. <laughs> Even if you don't have a desk, you have it on the floor. There's piles. I've seen tweets of people that have their floors full of magic cards. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, magic folk, to episode 219 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. Over there is not Danny. He's, uh, he, he betrayed us. He's playing pool. Yeah. And the guy said he had a hurt shoulder. You it's use a, your shoulder a lot in pool. That's so what I'm see, saying. I don't see how he's not here right now. I'm trying to think. It's like... Ditches you the day before your friend anniversary. Yeah. And then doesn't and now, show up. And now shows up conveniently after our fourth is sick. Yes. Weird. Yeah, and, and the fourth that we're speaking of is just Anthony. He's sick. Birthday boy's sick. Yeah. He eight. was so excited. We have we have the cake in the kitchen and everything. He's not even here. Yeah, and it's going to burn down my kitchen for yep. how many candles are on there. So goddamn old. God, he's so fucking old. He's a magic boomer. Goddamn. He's, he's the guy. Back in my day, yep. you paid two mana for a 2-2 grizzly bear, and you liked it. Exactly. And that voice there, that sultry baritone. Oh, stop it. The one and only, Big G. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And we're here to, to give you some magic news, because we promised you last week there would be news to talk about this week, and we got it. Got yeah, a lot do. of news. We got, we got plenty. We do. But why don't you get into that pre-show, the pre-breakdown information for all those listeners, buddy? I would love to. Oh, gonna, perfect. I'm going to start off by thanking you for clicking on this episode and deciding to listen to us. Uh, we are grateful for the opportunity to bring you the latest updates, insights, and discussion in the world of magic each week. Here's to many more episodes of shared excitement and community. Furthermore, we'd like to express our deepest appreciation to the patrons of the podcast. Their generous monta- monetary support directly contributes to the success and continued growth of the show. Thank you for being an integral part of the podcasting journey for us and helping us bring magic to life with each episode. So big thank you to Amute, The Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, Nomad, Christian, Barra, Chimera, Casey B, Ricky R, Chris O, Ranger Dan, Crazy Mage, and Wack P. Thank you to each and every one of you. Now, if you are entertained by or are enjoying the content that we are producing right now, you don't have to be a Patreon to support us. Go into the podcast app of your choice. Rating, reviewing, liking, sharing, all that stuff helps us in the recommendation charts there for other Magic players to find. But uh, one of my favorite ways is just by word of mouth. Tell your friends, your family, your LGS rival about this podcast. Be like, hey, they, they're very insightful. They have news each week. 
and they're well, sometimes I, funny. Insightful might be a strong word. Informative? Still, I mean, strong Entertaining. Word. Yeah, we're, we're somewhere in there. Yeah. We're somewhere in there. <laughs> Throw a dart on that board, and we land in there. Uh, now, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our LGS sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. Speaking of, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to this episode's breakdown where I'll tell you what you're going to be hearing today. First off, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk like we always do. Big G has some sugar and salt reports. Then we're going to jump into the NRG Pioneer 10K event results that happened from this last Saturday. Talk about a Pioneer League. And then remind you about Magicon and the return of... Whoa, whoa. Don't tell them. Don't oh, tell them. Don't tell them. Yeah. Spoil. No Maybe spoilers. they don't know. No spoilers. Going to jump to the news where we're going to have... The, the mystery has been solved. The Ravnica or, mystery has been solved. Or has it? Or has it? It's a mystery that you'll have to wait until the news. There's Fallout previews starting. We're going to get into that news. The Hasbro Q4 that we talked about last week. And uh, there's a quick survey that they're doing. And a new uh, secret layer drop that's happening as well. After that, we're going to play everyone's favorite game where Big G is going to get on the board for a second time here. And uh, pl we'll play the game Conjured Currency. So big hypes for that. And then after that, that's it. The episode's done. You all can go home. And I suppose uh, addressing Casey here in the in the lobby, we can yes. we can talk about Standard Showdown. There's a lot of Standard Showdowns happening all, all around. And yeah. man, let me tell you, Tuesdays are just a hard day for me because it my is. wife my wife works or is at school until eight. I'm I'm looking actually. Of playing either uh, modern at J Dubs or sealed up at Little Big Wars this Friday, but not standard at Paradox because I don't have a standard deck. <laughs> well, and and that's that's where I'm going to be a little different. I have Saturday available, so I think I'm going to play League. Nice. Let's have that. to look at my decks and go. Okay, which one am I going to throw? Make sure it's thrown together well. Did you get any of the? Are you going to put any of the new uh, surveil lands that you got into some of them? I didn't you... get any of the surveil. I didn't go pick up any yet. Oh, okay. I was going it was to. Anthony that got the box. Yeah. Okay. Did you see? It's a side note of uh, uh, Karlov Manor and stuff. Nomad has been posting like his box breakdown. Oh yeah. Uh, foil wise and stuff. Um, or, uh, well, the fun part about that that makes me really laugh is uh, mine and Anthony's buddy Ben. Like before things comes out, like he'll he's a numbers guy as well. He just loves doing breakdowns of like, obviously it's pre-sale prices that he judges everything on. Going. You know what? Yes, it is worth buying, or trying to find out the numbers and everything like that that haven't been posted, and it's really it's fun to watch, look at and read and all that. So, 
I did forget. There was one more bit of news that I didn't uh, put in, and we'll quickly mention it here real quick. Uh, the other news that we were talking about last week that got announced was the stream for the epilogue booster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that real quick. Because I imagine... I don't know, it's not, there's not a lot to it other than, like, lessons learned, I guess. So Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's, well, let's jump into some reports over here at the Boggle Desk. Uh, sugar and salt this week. Uh, for me, salt is, you know, I didn't really play any magic this weekend. Anthony didn't invite me. Yeah, like, Anthony, you piece of shit. What a jerk. I mean... Didn't even think of you. I don't know. He tagged all these other people, specifically, and then mm-hmm. didn't didn't even tag me. And then, then goes and ghosts us. Right. But you know what? I suppose it, the reason he didn't tag me is he knew I, I was on a little vacation with my wife. The invitation matters. Yep. Even if, you know... Well, it's like you appreciate then, getting like, the invites. I, I understood why he didn't, but I mean, it still would have been nice. Yeah. The cold shoulder hurts. Yep. And to think, I we made sure this cake was here with all these candles I know. for his birthday. Risking burning down my house. Yep. Walked in and I was like, oh, well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> That's right. He's not going to be here. Don't, we'll enjoy the cake. What, what kind of cake was it? Oh, it's an ice cream cake. <sighs> Fucking beautiful. Right? going to be delicious. Exactly. But anyway, uh, the so that that's the sugar I got for everybody. Is I, I got a nice little uh, recharging of my batteries with my wife. We uh, we went up to a cabin in Bemidji and just kind of had some time without our kids. You know, got to be husband and wife, adults, and not have to worry about waking up on time, even though we had both ended up waking up before seven, no matter what. You you are hardwired now. Yeah. You're not going to be able to sleep past that time. Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, so got up there Friday, uh, you know, had supper on the way, uh, played pull tabs, 150 bucks paid for our supper. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, Got up to the cabin, kind of unpacked and everything. Um, Just kind of chilled, relaxed, had some fun. We played some board games that we brought. I kicked my wife's ass every single game except for Blockus because it's better as a four-person game. Okay. Um, but when it's two people, you control two sets of the colors. So then you end up inevitably screwing yourself over <laughs> unintentionally while trying to screw up the other two versions okay. of the player. So very hard game to play two person. It's it's not, but it's it's one of those then you have to put more thought into it versus when there's four people playing. But um then Saturday, you know, we woke up, had breakfast, and then chilled for a little bit longer and you know, it was lunchtime, and we decided that we were going to go to Bemidji for lunch. And then we did some shopping. We went to so many boutiques. Did you do all? The, did you do the downtown strip there? We did. Did you go to Tutu Benet for your for any meals there? No. We, uh, so we only had one meal in Bemidji, and we went to um, uh, Terra's. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it's a it's a Thai and beer place, and it was really good. Like, is that the one that's down from the the whiskey barrel or whatever? Yeah, just uh just about a block down. Yep. Yeah, really good. Both of us liked it. We, you know, I just I wasn't feeling a beer that that particular time, um, so I just got a pop. And Shelby got like this green tea thing. It was really good. Um, but checked out uh, two of the local game stores. Uh, one was definitely one I probably wouldn't go back to. Um. Is that the books and more? Uh, no, it was the uh, uh, Roy's. Oh, Roy's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, very much more a comic shop, so it's not like I was going there for comics. I was wanting to see, oh, what singles they got. And she literally had uh, fat pack boxes with just labeled in it. It was all pretty much just like bulk 
commons and uncommons that I wanted to, instead of sitting there looking through the stuff, like trying to maybe find some of the cards I needed or stuff like that, just kind of looked at, wanted to look at it and go, I'll give you 10 bucks for all of them. <laughs> I'm not going through all this shit right now. I'll give you 10 bucks. But then I was like, yeah, I'll just leave. So uh, then we checked out a lot of the boutiques that were downtown for my wife. I've come to one consensus about boutiques. They are a, a basic bitch haven. They they are run by trophy basic bitches <laughs> who had the idea of I should open a shop and sell things and call it a boutique. All of these places we went to had at least three things in common. They sold bath bombs. <laughs> Locally sourced bath bombs. They sold bath bombs. They had some kind of scarf and or shirt with Minnesota on it. <laughs> yeah, we have the Bemidji. And then some kind of like candy thing. That's four, not three. The The scarf slash Minnesota gear okay. was like one. Okay, fair, fair. Like they had particular clothing at every single one. <laughs> and then each one, the fourth bit, but it was different at every single one. They had like the one niche thing. Okay. At each one of them. So... Um, I looked at my wife. She's like, oh, well, we should go to Target and get a few things for <laughs> the kids for um, for Easter because their dollar section is different. I'm like, please, for the love of God, drop me off at this other card shop, please. <laughs> and she came into Roy's with me and she's like, well, do you want to survey the place a little bit? Like, you want to scout it out? I'm like, no. Literally, if my choices are being at a card shop that maybe is subpar and going to Target with you, just leave me at the card shop. <laughs> so, uh, checked out Accidentally Cool Games. Yeah, dude. Um, it was a pretty fucking sweet spot. Uh, that was a good one. They were playing some Warhammer in the back in their like, little event center. So, I, I you just peeked back there a little bit, and you know everyone was seeming to have a good time. Uh, the gal that was up front working the till and everything was very nice, helping me out. We, I was looked at her, I'm like, hey... Uh, context clues are telling me that it's easier for me to just enter stuff into the computer and then you find it. And she goes, yep. What do, well, and if you want, you can just start telling me stuff and I can start finding it. I'm like, well, you got people that are coming up till here and there. So it's fine. I'll just make, make my list and take it from there. And she goes, okay, cool. Well, what kind of, what kind of stuff are you building? I'm like, well, I'm trying to find cards for the 32 challenge that I'm, I just finished up making my list for. Just pat yourself on the back for that yeah, one there. I did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Look at me with my 32 challenge. Just done. <laughs> and she looked at me and she's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, I made, oh. A, I made a commander deck of every single color combination. And she goes, that's fucking sick. And I was like, hell yeah. And there were puppers there. I got to pet puppers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Puppers. I, I love puppers in a store. Right? It was so awesome. Um, but yeah, found, found some cards and stuff that I needed. Uh, now I at least have, I might not have every card I need, but I at least have all the commanders I was missing for the decks. There so you go. I, uh, percentage wise, what do you got left? You'd say, uh, top of the head doesn't have to be accurate. I'm probably missing about like 33 ish percent of the cards still it's not bad, but I'm trying to like, I've got a couple cards coming in uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, that I work with bought some cards off me, so I used the money he gave me to buy more cards off of people off of Facebook because they had the cards I needed. So I was like, might as well. Here we go. Uh, but 
surprisingly a good chunk of that 33% is like lands. So it'll be one of those like, yeah, I'll probably placeholder them for right now until I, oh, I've got an extra 50 bucks in store cred. Yeah, sure. Give me those three shock or three fetches I need type of stuff. So uh, there's that. Um, but it was really nice. They've got a nice, cool rewards point system up there too. So um, I might buy cards from every once in a while, earn some more points and stuff. And this is just like give your email and then you enter your email in. Email, phone number, point. and yeah. And then every okay. time you make a purchase, you get points. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I've been up there a few times. Uh, my wife's family is living in Bemidji and stuff. So occasionally when I get a chance, uh, I'd go there and just check it out. Well, and then, then too, like you've been there. They've got plenty of board games. Um, it's a pretty large space too, like for what you would think for an well, LGS. It honestly reminds me a lot of what Little Big Wars was before they got their current spot. I didn't know what their spot was before. Oh, uh, it was on Main Avenue in West Fargo, and it was kind of like in one of those like industrial type tin buildings. Okay, just like just like accidentally cool games is. So okay, it's cool spot. I enjoyed it, and wife ended up getting done at Target a lot quicker than I thought she would. <laughs> I was like. I expected you to be at least an hour. <laughs> Thirty minutes later, and she's like, "Oh, I, sh- I didn't check out every every aisle like I normally do." I'm like, "Was she sick? Did you have a bad? <laughs> Was she ill? That's... Did you be like, honey, are you okay?'" What's I, I kind of did. I looked at her. I'm like, "What's wrong? Why didn't you go through every aisle?" Well, I didn't want to make you mad by taking you. You left me in a card shop. I would have been fine. If I would have been with you, that's when you rush. And she's like, I should have texted you. I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, I could have had more of the cards off of my list. And she's like, well, do you want to go back? No, I want to go back to the cabin now and have beer and wine and start thinking about making her steaks. Uh, but you know what? Let's talk about some, let's talk about some events. So NRG series, they had their uh, 10K showdown in Chicagoland, and this was a Pioneer event. So uh, we're actually going to focus most of the event results today talking about Pioneer. So we're going to talk about a big event, uh, this being the NRG one, and then we're going to talk about a small event, see see what the correlation might be with some of that. So let's go into uh, the top four ranked decks in the Swiss rounds, okay? So, yep, making sure I'm saying the right things. Uh, so this one, real quick, we're just gonna just gonna kind of talk about the name of the name of the deck, who playing it as best as best as we can. Looking at rank number two there. Ooh, um, and then talk a little bit about the deck. We're not gonna do a huge deep dive into things because at least some of the names of the decks already look familiar. So I I think they're gonna be pretty similar. But that's just me. Casey, don't come after me. I know you're our pioneer guy, but don't come after me if I'm saying that these are pretty standard builds. They're standard builds for what I would see. So let's go into rank number one. Connor Mullally was playing an Is It Phoenix deck. So running four of the arc-like Phoenix decks uh, for legislators, for pick lock pranksters. Thanks, Casey, for the no pressure. I appreciate it. Um, and then we've got uh, Galvanic Intervention, one copy of that. Prismari Command, two copies. Some Treasure Cruises, 
fiery impulses, sleight of hand, ops, considers, spell pierces, lightning axes, and temporal trespass. Uh, lands, you've got the typical, like, want to make sure you hit your land colors. So you've got steam vents, you've got um, the river glade pathway, lava glade pathways, spire bluff canals, and then you've got things like the hall of the storm giants in there as well. So surprising, none of the um, MKM surveil lands here. Instead, yeah. opting for the uh, storm ca- stone carved coast, which enters untapped. But with Phoenix, you want more untapped lands yeah, than like exactly. tapped lands. I don't know. I figured this surveil would be an okay thing for Phoenix. You want to fill your graveyard in. Yeah, I'm not a Phoenix player, so yeah. And that's maybe maybe those lands will work their way in here soon. I mean, not all of the stuff we talked about last week had them in there either. So. All right, but then number two, Adrian... Casey confirmed. The surveillance too slow for Phoenix. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, Adrian Tesset. We're going to go with that and hope I did I did good, hopefully. Yes. All right, he was playing a Lotus Field, or they were playing a Lotus Field combo deck. So Planeswalkers, Chandra, Hopes, Beacon in there. Um, they've got four of the Grazers, four of the Vizier of Tumbling Sands, and one Leer, Disciple of the Drowned. Then you've got Impulse, uh, Sylvan Scrying, there we go, Hidden Strings, Arch, Druid's Charm, which I think would probably be That's the, the newest one. It's the new yeah. one. I'm pulling up right now. For, for those that need a reminder, uh, green, 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 instant, triple green, choose one, search your library for a creature or land card, reveal it. Put it on the battlefield tapped if it's a land, otherwise put it in your hand, then shuffle. Uh, next mode is put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. And then the final one is exile target, target artifact or enchantment. So this one is most likely going for that first mode uh, because Lotus Field combo, you want you want Lotus Fields out. So And Lotus a single Lotus Field just pays for this. Just exactly. To get another. Uh, but then pour over the pages, Dark Petition, uh, Ignorant Ultimatum and Emergent. Yeah, that one. Cool. Uh, and then Balagad Recovery, um, and then Balagad Sanctuary, the uh, dual face. And then uh, good, uh, Jesus, why am I blanking on pronouncing this Omniscience? Word? There we go. Thanks. I got you, boo. Whoa. Words are hard. I didn't have students today, so I don't know why my brain power <laughs> isn't working for me. Uh, but then the lands, uh, because this is more a lands matter deck, uh, we'll go over those a little bit more. Four Lotus Fields, three Thespian Stage, um, four Bota- uh, Botanical Sanctums. Yep, thanks. <laughs> one Forest, one Hedge Maze. That's the new Surveil one. Uh, two Temple of Mysteries, which I'm honestly surprised the temples are still in there. I, I, I'm going to guess maybe is surveilling or uh, scrying is good in this case because then it doesn't go to the graveyard. Uh, but I suppose here's the thing. It's Pioneer. You can't fetch. Yeah, so there's never mind. that as well. Never mind. Uh, two Breeding Pools, two, three Besages Who Endures, one Atau... Odawara. Odawara. One Layer of the Hydra. And one Yavamaya Coast. And then we've got some stuff in the sideboard there as well. And number three, name Nam Dang. Yes. I'm I'm enjoying the name. Uh, Playing a Boros Convoke deck. So it's got uh, the Recruiter, Train Troops in there. One Knight Errand of Eos. 
EOS, sorry, Novice Inspector. I've got four of those, four Ornithopters, four Resolute Reinforcements. Four of those Throbbing Inspectors. <laughs> four Venerated Loxodons, four Balden. Epicure. Epicure, yeah. Wow. That, whatever. I am, I don't even know today. You want to tag out? Nope, I got it. I'm going to finish <laughs> strong here, buddy. You got this. Four Warden of the Inner Skies. Hopefully I would have had that one. <laughs> Four Gleeful Demolitions. Um, and then the lands, uh, it's a lot of the, uh, I want to make sure I have my red and my white. So Battle for, or Battlefield Forge, Inspiring Vantage, and then the Needle Verge Pathway and Pillar Verge Pathways along with uh, Sacred Foundries, and then a few other lands in there as well. And then the fourth ranked deck on this list is another Is It Phoenix deck piloted by Matthew Huey. Um, looking at the deck, fairly similar. Um, a few, uh, uh, no ultimatums in this one, in the main board. Unless, am I blind and just not seeing? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not blind. For the Is It Phoenix? Yeah, for number four. What ultimatum? Cool. No. There's no ultimatum in the other one. Never mind. I was thinking. You're thinking of a Lotus Field. Lotus Field. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Either way, deck's very similar to the first one. Now, let's talk about how this all finished up. We had a slug match between Is It Phoenix and Is It Phoenix. Matthew Huey and then Max Koma... Komenowski. Komonowski? We're going with that. That looks yeah. right. And uh, Matthew Huey uh, came out on top with a 2-0 victory in the finals for this one. So, I mean, yeah, there's that. And is it Phoenix was a very big deck here. Um, uh, did, did you go into... I did not do the archetypes yet. Okay. So, uh, Azorius Control was number one. It had 31 decks. And this one... Tell us how many people we had in there. One seventy nine in this uh, in this tournament. Yep. So, and then number two with twenty seven was Arclight Phoenix. Number three, Rakdos Midrange, and then Boros Convoke had the fourth most decks with eight of them, and Rakdos Midrange had nineteen. So, yeah, is it Phoenix? Uh, only the number two slot as far as number of decks coming out with the first and second place in the finals. I know Azuri's control has been getting a lot of hype because of the, um, oh God, what's the name of it? No More Lies. It's the, Azor- it's the Azorius Mana Leak that mm-hmm. people are very hyped for for that and a lot of the other stuff like Deduce. Uh, players are talking about that being a great card to be playing now. It's like a... Uh, so blue one instant draw a card and investigate. So you get two draws essentially here and a piece of card, an, an additional piece of cardboard. Yeah. For so yeah, you'll and it's really nice too. Especially there are certain decks that really do care about those. Uh, really care about those tokens being out there, those clue tokens. So I mean, especially I, my clue tokens mattered in my limited deck. So obviously this is constructed. So you got more, more resources to pull out from. I just like the idea of seeing Azorius Control being uh, a higher percentage of the field. You know, that means that the the format is kind of slow. 
Yeah. Though I don't think a an Azorius control made it into the semis or nope. into the quarterfinals. Nope. Lotta, let's see, one, two, three, six. There's uh, five. Five. Five is at Phoenix, a Lotus Field, a Boros Convoke, and a Mono White Humans that made it into the top eight. Good for you guys. Yeah, is it Phoenix? <laughs> their, their turnaround was pretty good. All right, but let's jump over to a smaller one. Uh, this is a uh, Pioneer League event. Uh, so again, just kind of cross-checking, like big event compared to small event. Let's just quick rundown of a few things. Top four... Top four decks. Number Let, one. Let's start off. This one is from Goldfish, so names are going to be different than from Melee. Oh, and this one I'm just, honestly, just, uh, I'm going to read the deck names and kind of just go from there. Okay. So, uh, Azorius Control had a 5-0, and then two Hidden Strings decks. Which are the Lotus Field. Yep. Um, had 5-0s as well, and then a Rakdos Midrange had a 5-0. Metagame breakdown for this one. Is it Phoenix was the number one. With six total decks, Rakdos midrange, four decks, the Lotus Field hidden strings combo, three decks, and then Azori's control, three decks. Um, oh, they actually added something new. Hmm. Uh, scroll down a bit. New cards being played. Ooh, yep. There we go. There's the no more lies. Yep. So, uh, some new cards being played in this one because this is new. I, I'm really actually interested in this. So. Uh, no more lies being the top card being played in four different decks. Archmage's charm playing in three different decks. Archdruids, um, hedge mage. Uh, so one of the surveil lands being played in two of the decks. Unauthorized exit being played in two of the decks as well. Deduce being in the Azorius controls, and there's quite a few more too. And it's all all the uh, murders of Karloff's Manor cards. Yeah, that would be interesting to see if uh, Melee had that ability to to show new cards. But but yeah, so it's just like this one, because we're covering our big events, I just kind of wanted to look at it and quick go, hey, what's uh, the meta game breakdown at least? Is it similar? Is it the same? So obviously bigger, bigger pool, you get probably a better indication of what things are going to look like, but then a smaller pool. But well, yeah. The top four decks are almost the same. Uh, for the NRG series, Boros Convoke was in the top four percentage-wise uh, of the field, as where in this Pioneer event it is the Lotus uh, Lotus Field deck yeah. that's in the top four so, of the field. But you know what? Let's talk about some upcoming events. Um, at this point, it's probably too late for you to get tickets, so hopefully you already have your badges and your tickets for Magicon. Remember, remember, enjoy it, have fun, try to plan things out well with your friends. Um, Check out your content creators, the ones that you yeah. like there. So many of them are saying, hey, we, we're at the booth here. The, these are and times. So, and Go hang so out with many them. of them are going to be playing too. Mm-hmm. Like seriously still kicking myself that I didn't look at the guys I was playing in a four pod with. I was playing with all new players, never played with before. I'm really upset I didn't look at him and go, hey, guys, I got invited to go play with uh, one of the content creators. Uh, you guys understand? And I'm sure everyone would like, everyone be like, get the fuck, fuck out, of out of here. Get yeah. fucking go. <laughs> what because are you doing here, Why scrub? are you still here with us? Well, we're on turn three. I don't go. Get out of here. There's, there's other people. Go. You got invited. <laughs> yeah. Um, but have fun. 
that's that's the biggest takeaway is just have fun. Make sure to enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it. I would highly recommend um, if you're if you're on Twitter, there's a lot of big names. Uh, Cedric Phillips, I think he made like a yep. big tweet saying, uh, "If you're going to Chicago, these are the places that you want to get like food and stuff. Go check out like outside of like uh, MagicCon, like when you got a, a, some downtime if you want to leave the convention center and just take a break well, and a whole and tweet even for that, even so. hell, do what we did." Go to a bar, play some open flippy dot drinky. Yeah, Have open some flippy dot drinky, baby. Go find the go find uh, the, the the Commander Cookout boys there. Yeah, they should be They're there. They're gonna right? be there. They're gonna be there. Well, and and we got to play some games with them too. That was fun. It was great. So, um, but the one I didn't want Matt to give away, the return of drum roll, please. Command fests, command fests are coming back in twenty twenty four with a lineup spanning. Four continents, baby. So now remember, Command Fests are like mini convention celebrations of the Commander format specifically. Uh, so friendly magic play all together. Uh, come celebrate. There's going to be artists just like there are Magicons, content creators that are typically focused only on the Commander format, casual magic play vendors, side events, just so much to do, including playing commander i would argue it probably on the same level of a magic con just without the pro tour which honestly and the side events depending on why you're going to a magic con might be different for everybody but when we went fuck i was going to play commander we did a lot of commander play there oh uh since i don't think we said this but for um it is pioneer for the pro tour it's uh mkm draft and pioneer for uh the pro tour at chicago the Saturday, but let's talk about some of the uh, some of the places where Magicons are going to go up. Uh, for those of you watching, guy Casey in the chat, yeah, from me- memory from uh, Magicon <laughs> Minneapolis, we met not Reed Duke, also AKA Ketchup Guy, yeah, Benton Madsen, <laughs> poor Casey, go, go. so so drunk, it was so good. The poor, so the poor, the poor lady that you scared by, by saying go Bison. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, let's jump into this real quick. Um, So the weekends of April 29th through the 21st, and then uh, this does include 20th through the 21st for Beijing, China. But the 29th through the 21st, we've got three events happening, one in Dallas, Texas, one in San Francisco, California, and one in Birmingham, England. Um, Cool Stuff putting on the one in Texas, Laughing Dragon putting on the one in California, Annex now putting on the one in England and Axion, I think. Axion? I think it's Axion. Okay. Axion now putting on the England one and then Cato putting on the China one. And then May 17th through the 29th, uh, for those of you in the Canadian neck of the woods, Vancouver will have one uh, put on by Face to Face Games. And then jumping into June, June 14th through the 16th, Atlanta, Georgia, put on by Cool Stuff, Inc. And then June 21st through the 23rd in Tacoma. Tacoma. Tacoma, Washington, put on by Laughing Dragon. And then Ganzu, Ganzuho. I can't help you with that one, bro. I'm I'm trying to help myself. Uh, China, put on by Cato again. And then July the 12th through the 14th, Sydney, Australia, being put on by Good Games. And then August 10th through the 11th in Shanghai, China, put on by Cato. 
and then Southern California, and that is what it says. It's just Southern California. Yep. Put on by Laughing Dragon, August 18th through the 16th. And then Casey, or not Casey. Christian. Uh, Christian, our dear friend over in Germany, is hopefully going to be hitting up this one in Frankfurt, Germany. Put on by JK Entertainment on August 16th through the 18th. Christian, if you're going, please let us know. Um, now, this is only the initial rollouts of the events in 2024. There are more to be announced and taking place later in 2024. I don't know how much later they can go. They went out all, all the way to August on this one already. Well, they got, you know, they're, they're probably going to do something for Worlds coming in probably, September and yeah. October there. But Command Fest events will feature some textless cards for us, full art, reliquary towers. Look at them. They're beautiful. Beautiful, I tell you. If you're watching the live stream, you can see them. If you're listening to the podcast, go look at them. Yeah, go look at them. Take pause what you're doing. Just type in the reliquary. They're very, they're very good looking. They are. But uh, you know what? That's uh, that's all we got to talk about with Command Fest right now. I because do because that's all we got. I do want to say they have expanded the amount of uh, Command Fests that they're doing this time around because I think last time they only had like six and it only spanned two months. Yeah, because so, a lot of them were like the same weekend and they just gave different locations yeah. and everything. Um, upcoming events. This one's a little bit more small scale. Check out your um, LGSs for information. Uh, standard showdowns are back. A lot of them are Tuesdays is what uh, they're going for. Yep. I think uh, at least here in our area, we know for sure it's Tuesdays. Yep. Um, so check them out because you can win uh, those. Uh, Sexy ass omen path basic lands. Yep. And then I th- isn't showdown winners winning the, the year of the dragon yeah, stuff. Year of the yep. dragon stuff. Top so, eight gets, uh, the, the, the servant. Of, yeah. The ser- dragon servant. And then the winner gets, gets Sarkon, uh, Sarkon un- so, unbound, unbroken. One of the two. Yeah. Unbroken. Um, so if you are a standard player, um, it's not my bag. It really is not. I, I don't even think I'll try to put a standard deck together because I, I just can't. Let me tell you, I've, kind of been peaking interest in standard because there's currently a couple Demir decks that are doing pretty good. Um, yeah. Honestly, if I'm going to do standard, it's going to be on arena and it's because I would have been opening up packs just half heartedly and I have so many fucking wild cards. So lucky you, sir. Well, I, just, I don't play <laughs> that much. much. I don't play that. Look much. at me. I'm big G. Check out all my wild cards, bitches. That'll go away the next <laughs> time I built another historic <laughs> brawl deck. Oh, but yes. So definitely check out your standard, uh, your LGSs, uh, standard showdowns. Okay. So let's, uh, let's jump into the news. You guys have heard me talking quite a bit. Let's get Matt some time to talk. He's going to cover a couple of things at least. Yeah. So, uh, let's start off with the big thing here. Yeah. We'll start with that one is the Ravnica mystery has been solved as they said that they would. Uh, on the fourteenth was the last day for the whole <clears throat> for the whole mystery. Each day they had a different th- uh, a different mystery that had to get solved with a clue. And at the end, uh, you used all the clues together to solve the last mystery. But then, when everybody solved it, there's going to be a story, uh, an additional story that is sent out. So I will say, uh, I guess there will be. I'll, I'll mention when I mention spoilers of it and stuff uh, for the podcast listeners. 
uh, if they want to solve the mystery themselves because you can still go there and yep. just like solve it blankly yourself like the answers are not on the website you just type in and do it all yourself but we're going to go into kind of what happened with that and the rewards that are now at the end of it, uh, end of it as well so spoilers spoilers don't yeah. listen jump probably about a good five-ish minutes ahead well i was going to say I'll, I'll i'll keep it short for like a minute minute and a half okay so never mind 90 seconds spoilers two minutes jump two minutes ahead if you don't want to hear any of this about the mysteries okay so what you had to do is you had to use old cart uh compare old cards to new cards to get the the keyword and stuff to solve it uh through the the clues that they gave you so they gave an exa- example of uh the card that it gave an a clue to was homicide investigator which has similar art to murder investigation murder investigation was the word to solve it and that's kind of like how you would solve using art from the new cards to connect it with an old card from a Ravnica set specifically to solve the puzzle they did that for 14 days at the end they then uh gave you the story i'll I'll scroll here on the star city webpage. they have all the answers and stuff there with the little numbers and letters behind it uh, link down below if you're interested in there. But the gist of the whole thing is this: uh, the story that ended is Niv Mizzet is very interested in controlling the Omen Paths and uh, wants wants control of that because uh, Kellen or um, Elquist was asking Niv Mizzet, like, "Yo, you're a smart dragon. Why didn't you solve this murder?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I was too busy dealing with Omen Paths, trying to control that shit." So uh, the story Niv Mizzet. Uh, is interested in that and then the code at the end so this is a little bit of a thing that you got to do to get a code to get uh, 5,000 mastery XP and card backs you got to create a new deck list an empty deck list uh, and call it it says here however there's also a way is open yeah the way is open and have these cards in there there's certain cards you got to put in the deck list I think they said or maybe not. You just start make a deck like that. So then you get 5,000 XP, uh, which is five levels on the current Mastery Pass, unlocking three packs from the free track, additional rewards for those who got the premium. Uh, the reasoning behind awarding sleeves to the players that use art from New Capenna, they're expecting to potentially be part of the puzzle as well. And that's the mystery there and the, the thing. So I think that was like two minutes there. So if you, there if, if you skipped ahead, welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, here we are. Yeah. <clears throat> so there is that. The next thing that I'll talk about, which kind of ties into it, because at the end they're talking a little bit of um, Thunder Junction here, and this is news from last week that we'll quickly touch on. I figure this would be a oh, good yeah. transition. So last week we were talking about the weekly MTG stream. They made a tweet saying that tomorrow on the weekly MTG stream we'll be chatting with pro- product architects Max and Zeki. Uh, Zekiel, about what we've learned from the Aftermath Epilogue boosters. Check it out and learn more about the upcoming boosters in Outlaws of Thunder Junction. And the gist of what happened there is, <laughs> in the stream, they said, nobody liked the Epilogue boosters, and we'll be honest with you, we were going to do that again with Thunder Junction. Thank God they listened to us for <laughs> once. They were so far in uh, getting it made is... Uh, the epilogue uh, epilogue has different set symbols, but they're putting those cards in the play boosters. But they just want people to be aware it's this it's everything's the same. Those those cards that were supposed to be of the epilogue variety for Thunder Junction are just now in the play boosters. 
They said they learned their lesson. They talked about the construction going forward with uh, how the Assassin's Creed, they said that those are specifically going to be a different bundle, and they went on their construction type, like what they're going to be constructed like, and there's going to be 10 cards in those. They didn't give a price, and they talked about, like, this is where a showcase slot would be, like what they do with their typical yeah. breakdowns, but without saying anything more for Assassin's Creed. So the lessons learned, epilogue boosters, not well received. And they were, the ability to turn around like they did, I'm very happy with because I think people would have definitely fucking lost their shit if there was a round two of epilogue boosters <laughs> within 12 months. For those that don't what? remember, epilogue boosters were five card booster packs, six cards with a token, I think. Yep. Six cards with a token, uh, booster packs that were sold for six bucks. Five ninety nine was it something like or that? Or was it seven ninety nine? Yeah. With the I think it was five, six bucks, but with the idea that limited the amount of a card pool, you'll get better cards more frequently. You got so many uncommons because yep. there's it was like a fifty two or fifty six set card set and stuff. So nobody liked that. And honestly, I think I got. I think it was more so just a I got one fat pack bundle or something like that of this and it was mostly just you know I want to grab the die type of a thing and then I'll have some packs to open I got I will say this I definitely got lucky and I should have just sold the shit or traded it in so I could get trade I got two of the Nissas nice but missed, no missed out on the hype on that one oh yeah that one was, was like si- a $30 was, $50 was, card for a bit. it was in the pile of like I don't know if I want to trade it. I might use it later. <laughs> Which is there, there's the pile again. Yep, it, it was in that pile, and it uh, one of them is still in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's you know I think I got a corn, and like those were probably the best I got out of there. Like the card designs were cool. Uh, they didn't have like they're they're they definitely felt more commander e in like what they were doing and stuff there, uh, like w- what was put in the in the products because those yeah. also had the enchantments where you can enchant a planeswalker to give it different abilities and stuff like was that yeah no, that, was, that, that was not those, the aftermath but that was in that was in uh, but we're both drawing a blank on that the fuck is aftermath of. March of the Machine. There we go. Was it an original March of the Machine set? Yeah, but I think it was. It was like it was one the, of the. Oh, it was the commander in the set. The commander. Bo- it was in the set, set boosters yep. where you could pull in there. Okay, never mind. Which I mean, stand corrected. Yeah, those were those are nice cards to put in your. Uh, I don't know, like a Planeswalker Super Friends deck. What's that? I can make this even better. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think the Teferi one was the most hype one. Yeah, and then followed by the Chandra because it dealt a lot of damage. I think maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know those. I don't know those enchantments well. But I will say, uh, with mentioning Thunder Junction, there, uh, there have been leaks, unconfirmed leaks of product uh, designs of like what the boxes and the packs look like that are aren't confirmed by Watsi or said anything about that. So we're gonna acknowledge it that that's out there. Be careful seeing it. None of it's officially confirmed as of this evening uh, that I'm aware of. So. Yeah, I haven't seen anything either. Uh, but let's, uh, I think the next two on our list kind of go a little bit hand in hand. So I'm actually going to go with the third and then it'll lead kind of into the fourth or the third, second. Perfect. Numbers. So it's, of course, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. Let's talk about some stock prices. Let's, uh, some quarter four reports. 
officially came out last week, but let's start it with a current lookup of what Hasbro stock is currently sitting at. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me okay. guess. Uh, 51.33. Ooh, you went over, my friend. Really? So therefore, you lost the game. Damn. According to the Price, price is right, right rules. Damn it. Uh, but you were very close. Oh, was I? Yeah. 50.78. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> 60 cents off. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so here, I'm just going to read some some small excerpts from the article itself uh, with the news release on the quarter four and full year uh, financial report. So I did read this one. This, uh, this I'm not going to read the full quote by uh, Chris Cox, but the first line. Guided by our strategy of fewer, bigger, and better, we had important wins across both toys and games, uh, making progress with our transformation during the challenging 2023. I think all Magic players would agree, we have not seen fewer. With Aftermath, we did not see bigger packs. (laughs) Arguably better. And we maybe did not see some better. I I would argue on the better parts, the foils. Oh, yes, the foils have improved. But uh, fewer, no. No, we still have a lot of products. There's there's a lot of products. (laughs) Bigger, oh. Fewer in the toy industry. So I I feel this statement, you know, can be looked at for the toy section as well. Yeah. We're not going to be completely, like, dicks about it. Yeah, and, And that's the big thing, too. This is Hasbro's quarter four and full year 2023 report, not Wizards of the Coast. We'll mention that when those numbers and stuff come up. So... Some of the full year highlights, uh, revenue declined 15% with a growth in Wizards of the Coast and digital gaming up 10% to offset by the declines of in the customer products segment, which went down 19% and the entertainment segment went down 31%. So things balanced out because of their cash cow wizards. That seems right. Damn, Wizards is raking in a lot of money. Uh, they operated a loss of. I don't know the necessary more. reason for like the the wording of the number of this. Like, it's it's fifteen hundred thirty nine thousand million. Yeah, uh, includes one point three billion of non cash goodwill and intangible asset impairment charges, with one E one film and TV, and the change in the outlook of the balance of owned and operated. There we go. Yep. Uh, adjusted operating profit of $477 million, um, which gave them a operating margin of 9.5%. This included non-reoccurring inventory costs. Uh, let's see. The big one that I want to point out, uh, if you don't get to it, like... Which one? Uh, second to the last one there. Oh, that was actually the next one I was looking at. Okay, good, good, good. All right, on so, the same page for this one. Yeah. Saw this, and I'm like, oh, this fucking, this hurts. Uh, you're, and you're talking on the full year one, right? Yeah. yeah okay, making sure. Uh, paid $388 million in cash dividends to shareholders for the full year of 2023 and reduced debt by $506 million. I want to take a hot second for that $388 million in dividends right there. Yep. <sighs> the stock market is an is a beast that i don't fully comprehend like i understand it but at the same time it's like you need shareholders they they need incentives to be giving yeah, you money and exactly. stuff but it's like that 
$388 million could be used to improve product quality, not just for like magic cards but and stuff, but toys for, uh, and for, shit for the toys as well. Yeah. Could also be used to help keep the employees that they laid off as yeah, well. And stuff. Exactly. But like the shareholder comes first when it comes to the stock market driven world. So, but uh, here are some segment details. Um, and I figure for our necessary what we focus on we're just going to focus on the wizards of the coast and the digital gaming segment because that's the same thing so revenue increase of 10 percent, driven by the increase of licensed digital gaming revenue behind Baldur's gates 3 and monopoly go have you played monopoly go haven't i've been trying to limit the games i play on my phone i get a lot of ads for them that popping up for me it's like go do this and i'm like I enjoy Monopoly. I don't know if I want to play it on my phone. Exactly. It seems like one of those gotcha like, games with all the microtransactions. Well, and honestly, like if I'm playing, there was there was a Monopoly I played, but it was just it was just, just the game. It wasn't Monopoly Go. It was just I want to play Monopoly, and I ended up playing with bots. So I got, I need uh, like sixty seconds here to vent out an issue that I had with Tetris Perfect. because I need to change beer. So take your sixty seconds. I'm taking my sixty seconds. Tetris. There's Tetris uh, on, on the phone. I, I downloaded it. I paid the the ninety nine cents and stuff. And one great thing about this Tetris app is that if you you'd lose ads and stuff, uh, paying the ninety nine cents, uh, but they'd also show up sometimes, which was I, I don't fully understand how, but you you could turn it off before by just putting your phone in airplane mode. And the reason why I know this is because last year when my wife was giving birth, we were in the hospital a lot and surface is shitty in there. And so as a way to entertain myself with my phone, I would have to find, I would turn the, the wife or the, my phone's cell service off so that way I could play Tetris without the ads popping up all the time. And then all of a sudden they said, you actually need to be logged into the internet to be able to play Tetris. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. So I started playing uh, Minesweeper a lot and um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. What's the, the, Mastermind. I was playing Mastermind too because you didn't need internet for those games on your phone. Well, you don't need it. Oh, no, you do. Never mind. I was going to say Candy Crush. I'm not going to fall that low, sir. Hey. <laughs> it's a strategy game. I can play it at school. <laughs> <laughs> on my prep. You can play Candy Crush, but you can't get TCG player. I can't, I can't play Arena. <laughs> Uh, at school otherwise I'd... this is bull i know right you get reddit at school i trust me i <laughs> just am, got i am, just gotta drive that point home i right am there. wording my strongly worded email <laughs> to our it specialist still all right uh tabletop revenue increased by one percent behind growth in magic the gathering with a strong performance from universes beyond lord of the rings tales of middle earth sets yeah operating Profit declined 2% and operating profit margin of 36.1% due to higher royalty costs associated with Universes Beyond. I would probably say this is mostly to do with the Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Rings for sure, but they're also licensing multiple things a year and that licensing is going to cost them money. And I think it talks about this later when we get to there. And I'll just tease to that bit of universes beyond is going to be a very common occurrence coming in the future. (laughs) So when we get there. Uh, Now, specifically, let's talk about some quarter four highlights. Uh, Quarter four revenue declined 23% in growth uh, in the Wizards of the Coast and digital gaming segment, uh, plus 7% more than an offset by declines by the consumer product segment. 
which went down 25%, and the entertainment segment, which went down 49%. I do want to say, uh, if I remember correctly, at the Q3 report, it was stated by Chris Cox that they were predicting Q4 to be a very bad quarter for them. And these are kind of bad numbers. Exactly. These are pretty bad numbers. And then uh, for the full year, the company expects um, this is the 2024 outlook. Uh, for Wizards of the Coast specifically, uh, the Wizards of the Coast segment revenue down 3% to 5% decline, largely driven by the second half comp in licensed digital gaming, um, operating margin from 38 to 40%. So there's that. Uh, let's see here. Let's try and find a couple more of the things. Um, for those of you who don't know, Hasbro does own other things like... Uh, they do own Magic Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons. They own Hasbro Gaming. They own Nerf, Transformers, Play-Doh, and Peppa Pig. When do we get the Peppa Pig universes beyond? If they haven't given us fucking Power Rangers, we ain't getting Peppa Pig. <laughs> Motherfucker, I bet you we get Peppa Pig before we get Power Rangers. I'm going to be upset. Um, but yeah, so this this is one of those things that it goes into great detail about the company inner workings and everything and gives you tables and hey this is how we did in 2023 this is comparatively how we did in 2022 a lot of that stuff and they go into a full breakdown of everything um but yeah so it's for those of you who are more interested in this kind of like me uh I did dive a little bit more into this after it got released um, just because, you know, one, I own stock in Hasbro and it's fun for me to have some vested interest in what the hell I'm investing in. Um, be a smart investor. Yeah. Um, but then the other part of it too, is just like, Hey, I've always kind of had an interest on how economics work. So that's just me. Um, but like I said, number three on our news list kind of goes into our number four a little bit with our number two, sorry. Uh, Fallout previews are starting tomorrow. Ooh, hold on. Before we go to that. <clears throat> oh, sorry. The one thing it doesn't, I, I, I didn't see it just quickly skimming through this article uh, where they said, but uh, one thing that was stated during the call, I guess maybe it was on the call and not in like this report. Yep. Um, Universe Beyond sets are going to be a thing that's happening twice a year going forward off of the back of how oh, well yeah, Lord of the right. Rings did that was something that we was talked mentioned. about that a little bit last week though too what did that get mentioned we talked about it last week yeah oh okay maybe it was an article from last week i thought I it think, came out with this no one. i think it was last week's they talked about how they'd be increasing the sets yep so so uh lo- look forward to more final fantasy sets uh, <laughs> lord of the rings sets and and stuff from there but yeah uh like we like we just said uh speaking of universes beyond uh some of the fallout previews have started uh, so some of the cards have been getting released, like Agent Frank Horgan uh, got released. So five colorless, uh, black and a green. You get a legendary mutant warrior with trample and then has indestructible as long as, it's, as it has attacked this turn and whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, proliferate twice, and it's an 8-6. Goddamn. Big boy. Goddamn. That's pretty cool. Goddamn. But yeah, and then more previews are coming out tomorrow. So, I mean, I don't know. Did you have any more on Fallout previews starting tomorrow? Uh, well, check Wizards of the Coast stream happening on their Twitch channel tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. 
And the other card that was shown as of today is Preston Garvey Minuteman. Uh, green, blue, uh, green, white, red, two for a 4-4 legendary human soldier. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a green aura enchantment token named Settlement attached to up to one target land you control. It has enchant land and enchanted land has tap. Add one mana of any color. When Preston uh, Garvey Miniman attacks, untap each enchanted permanent you control. Holy fuck. That's intense. Enchantress decks are going to love it. <laughs> that settlement a, needs your help. help. Is that a thing? I've never played Fallout. Neither have I. Okay. I'm going to trust Casey on this one. A settlement needs your help. I'm guessing that's a thing. The cards look cool. I mean, so far. Yeah, uh, this is this is one of those ones that, like, I'm kind of trying to restrict my magic budget a little bit more. Do I buy the decks? Do I not? Did you buy the uh, the, the Warhammer decks? I did. Uh, probably, I'll probably say that it'll fall under the same category there, how this is yeah. going to turn out. And you might buy them. You might buy, you, you might do the same thing where you buy two, one to keep, one to open. No, if I buy them, it's just going to be one set and it'll probably be, they'll sit in a box for a while and then I'll decide whether or not I'm going to sleeve them or not. Or unbox them and sleeve them up. Yeah, it depends on how good the cards are. They're going to be interesting. We're going to be seeing a lot more of this. Well, I think you got the last two, my friend. Because I think the next one's pretty quick as far as news quickie, and then we'll dive a little bit more into that last one. Yeah, so this one's super quick. On their Twitter, uh, Wizards, they gave a link to their survey, and as we always say with their surveys, this is how, this is one of the many ways that we can voice opinions to Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro so they can collect data. They are data-driven because they're a big fucking company, and that's what they care about. So answering those fucking mm. questions about how much you spend, mm. how much you play, and all that stuff in their surveys, and then you put your opinions, don't be a dick. Like, I, I can't imagine putting curse words saying y'all fucking suck in there is going to be doing in, doing you any good. Be constructive with your criticism, but fill out the surveys. I am going to be filling this out because I feel that they are very important to do. Call me weird, I guess. But the links to the link is down below for that one. And then the final one, that we got is a great uh, homage to the legend, the man, the myth himself, Sheldon Mennery. So if you guys haven't seen, um, they are going to release Sheldon's Spellbook. Uh, Matt and I were talking about this before. This is something that they did have in the works before Sheldon's passing. So yep. Sheldon, Keir, uh, Sheldon was working with the, the team, and I think the team was led by Gavin Verhey to make the Spellbook. And um, and Gavin did release a video about the Sheldon spell book. I just haven't had a chance to sit yep. down and watch it. Yeah, yet. and that's where they're saying that it, Sheldon helped pick out the cards yep. for this. Like they're all chosen by him of what he wanted in the spell book because they knew that this secret layer drop was gonna. The big thing with this is fifty percent of the proceeds of this uh, secret layer drop, the Sheldon spell book, is going to be going to the American Cancer Society. And uh, when they came to Sheldon with that. It's like, hey, we want to make a spell book of you, and we want proceeds to go to the Cancer Society. He was like, I'm in. Let's get this going. And so they're working on it together, and he got to see some of the key. He got to see some of the the, the art, but not Which the finished is, product. Yeah. Which I mean, that's really cool. That you know, one he is featured on two of the cards, so that's really cool. But then having say on like all the cards that are going into it is, I think, a really cool thing too. Especially now that this is kind of a 
he started it before he passed, but it's obviously getting released after his passing. So it's really cool. What cards are in here though, Matt, just in case our friends that are listening haven't heard or seen or read. So we got uh, Teferi's Protection with uh, a flavor text from Sheldon Menery on it. Uh, art done by Steve Argyle. Uh, the Sheldon Menery, we all know what Teferi's Protection does. The Sheldon Menery flavor text is, if you're doing it alone, you're doing it wrong. Uh, Sheldon was very about like the community being together, togetherism, and to, to, to build each other up there from that. And Teferi's Protection just fit right in there. And it's a beautiful, sick-looking art there. Um, Eldamery's Vineyard. Uh, first time this card got reprinted, I think. I, I can't remember the original set that it was in, but I'm pretty sure they said that this is the first time Eldamery's Vineyard's been reprinted. It's green, enchantment, beginning of each player's pre-combat main phase. That player adds green, green. And then uh, the flavor text is, good company is sweeter than any summer wine. And the story behind the vineyard here is... Um, Sheldon and his wife, they loved uh, hosting friends and stuff by having f- uh, wine and food yep. with them in, in his vineyard. He had a vineyard, if I'm not mistaken. Tempest was the last time this card was Tempest, okay. And so this is like uh, Sheldon's gathering where we bring people. Uh, next card, Bene Supremo, which is greater good in Italian. Uh, that is Sheldon's phrase that he always said. Uh, doing things for the greater good. Uh, La Vita El Bele. I can't remember what that stands for, but that was... I don't, uh, Sheldon, I don't know enough Italian. Sheldon was uh, a writer and loved writing uh, to a great degree. And if I'm not mistaken, he like wrote poetry for his wife that we'll talk about when it gets on one of the other cards I think was is mentioned there. But yeah, Bene Supremo, uh, greater good. Next we have Ink Shield which is black, white, three instant prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to you this turn. For each one damage prevented this way, create a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying with a flavor text. You did it to yourself. This is one of Sheldon's cards that he just loved, and uh, he also helped create this card uh, in Strixhaven, the commander of Strixhaven. Um, He had a little help with that. Back in 2021 was Strixhaven? 2020 was Strixhaven? 2021, I believe. Okay. Or late 2020. I don't remember. Uh, Sheldon the Commander, which is Ruhan of the Fumori. White, red, blue, one for a 7-7 giant warrior legendary creature. Uh, At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent at random. Sheldon the Commander attacks that player this combat if able. And the flavor text is, I'm not gonna, I'm not great at everything, but I am great at one thing, surrounding myself with excellent people, and that tends to take care of the rest. Uh, so the Ink Shield and Sheldon the Commander are two cards that depict Sheldon on them, and you know all of his glory of being Sheldon and stuff, and they look really fucking cool. Uh, done by Liva, uh, Livia Pima, Prima, and Damito. Donato Gankula. Gankula, which look really good. The inklings around his hands. Uh, the last two cards are Soul Ring and Command Tower. The Soul Ring is depicting, uh, showing Sheldon writing and his love for writing and with a ring on his finger because he loved his wife so much 
and he, he was writing poetry and stuff to her. And this William Shakespeare passage in the flavor text was one of his favorites. Uh, I'll make sure to link the Gavin Verhey video because yeah. he goes into way better detail of like what each card meant and the the purpose for it. We're just kind of quickly recapping it here. And the command tower. Uh, one thing about this is Sheldon wanted a command tower art done like no other that we've seen before. And this is definitely a very special command tower art. Uh, they are available in rainbow foil and non-foil. With oh, and, and re- real quick too, like honestly, the command tower flavor text I like. Oh, a lot. I miss that. Hate has no place here, and that's something from Sheldon. So yeah, it's, straight co- direct co- quote from Sheldon there. So sorry, get back into rainbow foils and traditional non-foil. Yes, uh, non-foils thirty-nine ninety-nine USD and rainbow foils forty-nine ninety-nine USD. And to uh, reiterate here, the American Cancer Society will receive fifty percent of the product price. Uh, they do not endorse uh, any service or product. The American Cancer Society will receive a minimum of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in connection with this promotion. They go on sale starting February 26 at 9 a.m. Pacific time and will go specifically in, Pacific specifically time. Pacific time and go until March 24th at 11:59 p.m. Pacifically Pacific time. The thing about this is it is not uh, as we talked about the other week of the secret layer prints getting like pre-printed set amount. This is going to be a print to demand. The the whole time frame this is going to be one of them that they're going to keep printing. So it'll take a little longer to get to you. But, but you don't have to. It. Yeah, you don't have to worry about not getting this. And uh, Gary and I were talking. We both believe that this is going to be one of those uh, sets drops that sell very well. Yeah, and it's definitely one I'm going to chat with my wife, even though I'm trying to limit my budget. Like one part of my money is going to a good cause. Two, I'm getting some cool cards out of it. Three, it's going to be one of those pieces where it's like I don't even know if I would open them. Honestly, because it's one of those, like, if I do open it, these ones might be, like, the rainbow foils. I My idea would, I would get a non-foil and a rainbow foil. And honestly, I'd probably go up and, and frame up the rainbow foils. Honestly. Yeah. This is very special. Sheldon Menery was a big part of the community, the godfather of... Commander. Commander. So, it's and it's one of those things, too, where, heck, ever since I saw it on Shuffle Up and Play... Um, with uh, Tolarian Community College. I think we do a lot more of the rules committee mulligan on like spell table when we do it. Yeah. So it's the, you know, you don't have a good starting seven. Cool. Exile that seven, draw a new seven, and you go until you get three lands. So just, I don't know. There's not too much more to say other than this is going to be, it's going to be a good one. Uh, definitely two of the, Bigger cards that are probably going to be sought after is the Teferi's Protection and the Greater Good. Vineyard's a good card too, uh, but looking it up, the the Tempest copy is only five dollars. So I mean, it's it's this is definitely going to be one of those sets where it's worth the money to get it for sure. Hundred percent agree. Because uh, honestly, I don't know what Ink Shield's going at, but it's probably about five bucks at least. I guess it was only printed that one time, to my knowledge. Yep. Um, and then Sheldon, the commander, like that will be that Sheldon, the commander now. Yeah. And that'll be one of those cards where it's like, there's going to be no other printing of that card like that. So there's that, but yeah. And then everyone's always looking for cool soul rings and command towers. So, 
Yeah, and arguably this art by Lindsay Look here. It looks very fabulous. I don't know. It just looks it looks very regal, elegant, just like the hand positioning, the writing, and the inkwell with the quill and the shiny ring. It's yeah, it's just it's definitely gonna be one of those. It's gonna be worth the money you get to it. And I'm sure those of you who buy these secret layers and then you try to flip them so that way you can earn a profit, you'll you'll get your profit on some of those cards for sure. So but I think that's all we got in the news. That is all we got on the news. So that means that we're going to be doing the weekly winners game, the counter currency game. Oh, the final segment of our podcast, the weekly winners game. In this game, one of us, uh, it happens to be me this week because I was anticipating Danny not being here, but either way, it's my turn now. Um, so I didn't read the article. And the way this works is one of us doesn't read the article, any information on it, anything dealing with it, anything like that. Um, and then the other, one of the others, but it's only Matt and I here today. So Matt is going to be reading off uh, what the card is, what it does, all that jazz. And uh, I have to guess the the format first as to why it's going up. And if I get the format right, I get half a point. And if I get move on to the next bit, which is, the archetype or the commander. So what type of deck is causing this card in that format to go up? Um, then I get another half point. We're also pretty lenient. Like if you start guessing things around of why, you know, you'll, you'll yeah. If, if you're sitting here like um, going, I think it's commander token deck. Uh, you, depending on who's scoring, generally we're all pretty good about the scoring even to Matt's distaste. So let's start this off. First off, we have the one, the only, Scion of Draco. This 12-mana artifact creature dragon is a 4-4 mythic rare from Modern Horizons 2. It has domain, so this spell costs two, uh, two colorless or two generic less to cast for each basic land type among lands you control. It has flying. And then it also has each creature you control has vigilance if it's white, Hexproof if it's blue, Lifelink if it's black, First Strike if it's red, and Trample if it's green. So this card jumped up 197% as of Friday. Today is Monday. Prices have changed, and I'll get into that in a hot second here. Uh, and it was $13. And th these are for all copies. The regular version, the Retro Frame, Foil Etched, Borderless, and the Retro Frame, all for Modern Horizons 2. So Scion of Draco. There we go. As of today, is sitting at a market price of eleven dollars sixty nine cents. Average price twelve nineteen. Market price is what people are actually buying for, uh, and average is what people are selling for. Foils are nineteen ninety one. European average six fifty eight. And this is all for the regular frame uh, scion. God, because yeah, that that borderless art looks so fucking good. The borderless yeah, 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 art board. is uh, average price of eighteen twenty seven. And the foil retro frame is going for 20 bucks currently. So, Scion of Draco here. Garrett. Yo. Why is this card moving up? Well, we've talked about this one. So, I feel like this is a nice little, uh, you know, lofting underhand pitch to me. Modern. It's going up because of modern. And it's going up uh, mostly because of domain decks. Um, I think probably we talked about it last week. It was in a deck with uh, the new Leyline of the Guild Pack. Okay. 
Um, I don't really have much more detail other than that. Domain decks. Oh, no, wait, no, wait. Was it in a footfalls deck? Or was it in a domains only matter deck? Fuck. You tell me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick with like the domain leyline of the guild pack type of deck. Okay. You but, get the full point for that. They did also mention that uh, the footfall decks are the reason, or are like the main adopters okay. of it right now, because just giving. Uh, uh, your your rhinos hexproof vigilance yeah. and stuff makes them very good when you just spawn them out. So essentially, this can be a turn two four four with vigilance, hexproof, life link, first strike, and trample because of leyline of the guild pack, which is also moving up in price. Uh, I think it says down here. Yeah, it's above Jesus. thirty. It's above thirty bucks. That's for, and that's for the extended art. The regular art is sitting at about 25 uh 20 bucks 20 bucks yeah as of today 25 for the extended art 20 for the non-extended art go. and this is the new one out of murders of karlov manor here hey sweet. so so yeah uh they mentioned that the uh science or the uh footfall decks are the main adopters of it uh, here but it goes from further than modern it also goes into legacy the, this two it's essentially eight card combo oh yeah creature deck that just fucking goes hard like a slap yeah jesus buffs up your creature it makes me wonder if like humans are going to make a comeback because you just start giving humans oh, all of the, the scion keywords here that's just speculation and stuff there. yeah we'll, we'll see who knows we'll, who we'll knows see. who knows next card also not not also it's uh from murders of karlov manor card we have cryptic coat blue to artifact equipment when Cryptic Coat enters the battlefield, cloak the top card of your library, then attach Cryptic Coat to it. Uh, to cloak a card, you put it onto the top card of your bat- of your library onto the battlefield, face down as a two-two creature with Ward Two. Then, uh, then you can turn it face up any time for its mana cost if it's a creature card. And then it has equipped creature gets plus one plus zero oh, and can't be blocked. And it also has the ability of Blue One return Cryptic Coat to its owner's hand. As of Friday, it jumped up 492% to $6.26. But that's still pretty good. Yep. Um, uh, for both uh, the regular and the extended art of it, and as of today, we have a market price of $4.49, average price $5.08, oils going for $6.90, European average $5.90, also holding strong there. And yes, um, it's just the extended and the pre-release uh, version of it. The pre-release is a foil, and currently on uh, MTG stocks doesn't have a price for that, but probably a very high premium. So, Cryptic Coat. Why is this one going up in price? I'm going standard, and that's just because it's a standard card. Okay. And I'm going to have no idea of standard, so I'm just going to go based off of what you said and go, <laughs> a, it's going up because of a Demir deck. Okay. Okay. If well, I even got half a point, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Cryptic Coat did say, yes, you'll see it in a bunch of standard decks, okay. but it's being tinkered with in Modern and Pioneer. And it didn't go into like what exactly the decks are, but the thing with Cryptic Coat is that I will say added onto it of its popularity is Modern and Legacy 
uh, content creators like Aspiring Spike, Bosch and Roll, Thraben Yu, uh, and Doomwake have all been talking about this card. And like them spiky heads alone just move the price on uh, competitive cards and stuff like this. So it's in a range of formats. Standard is there, and it would fall in like a Demir mid range deck in Standard. So I'll, I'll, I'll say 0.75. Sounds good to me. Like I said, the fact of it, just like this could have been legacy and I would have just not even fucking known. Yeah. So I was just watching a uh, Bosch and Roll video on this. I'll take a si- little side here real quick just to mention. Uh, so Bosch and Roll, go check him out on YouTube. Great content. He goes very Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah, hashtag not sponsored. But hey. If hashtag you, if you want to. Brian, if you, if you want to. Um, he talks about uh, he, he was playing a, a Jeskai Stoneblade deck and just watching how uh, Cryptic Coat gets played, just getting like tutored up with Stoneforge. And then one thing that you'll, I don't know if you noticed, but it does not have an equipped cost. Oh, yeah. It does not have an equipped cost. So you got to return it to your hand to so cast it again. Yeah, essentially it's equipped cost is it's casting cost. Yes. The, the thing is, is like, so when you bounce back to your hand, you leave that top card cloaked. It's oh, yeah. a two-two war two, unless you've uncloaked it. By yeah, that unless point. you've uncloaked it at that point. But at, it's it's it just makes you a small little army, just you know, bouncing back with your spare mana that you do. So in three this, three for a two-two with ward two, sure, why not? Three for a three-two ward two, unblockable. Oh, I'm just talking if you bounce it back. Oh, yes, type of a thing. Yeah, so like five mana total, like. Eh, and you get cards bad. off top of your deck too. So I mean, you are. And uh, in Legacy, that's good, uh, like the brainstorm aspect of it. You can, like, brainstorm, put a creature up, or you can put a card that you don't care. Like, it's like, I don't want to, like, I'm fine with this being turned into a creature. I don't need to draw another land, yeah. Yeah, kind of a thing. So, Cryptic Coat, I'm also hyped on this card as well. So, Is, uh, gonna, is that going to be your new Hallbreaker Horror? Mm, let's go to the next card. <laughs> <laughs> we have Hollowhenge Overlord here. Do you know this card? No, but I can see it's a commander card. It is indeed a commander card. It is a green, green four for a four, four wolf creature with flash. And at the beginning of your upkeep for each creature you control, that's a wolf or a werewolf, create a two, two green wolf creature token. Friday, it jumped up 125% and got to $16 and 40 cents. And this is for, uh, for both versions here going the normal version and the extended art moving up in price. So as of today, according to MTG stocks, market price, $19.29 average price, $19.14 European average four eighty nine. This does not have a foil printing Unless the extended art, I think the extended does have a foil here. Real quick, let's do a quick check because I think they're in set. No, it doesn't. Yeah, so in set boosters, you can get the extended art in set boosters from Crimson Vow, but it's in the commander decks there. So, Uh, Hollowhenge Overlord, why is this moving up in price? Commander, and I'm gonna go with it's the uh, the Naya Dog Elf or Wolf Elf. Yeah, that one. Hey, cool. Did I get my full point? You got you got the full point on that one. <laughs> Voja, Jaws of the Conclave. Right now, a lot of Magic players are making uh, content on uh, cards <laughs> to put into the Voja deck here. Just go back and it's just like, it boop, pops up right there. Well, the nice part is at least I was in the process of saying you it. Were, yes, so. you were. Full, full on point there for that. Um, it, uh, MTG Stocks also says that there's an article dropped by one of their writers uh, talking about 
cards that you need to be putting in the Voja Jaws of the Conclave. And for those that need a reminder, since it's a new card, uh, white, green, red, two for a 5-5 legendary wolf creature. Uh, just came out in Murders of Karloff Manor. It's Vigilance Trample Ward 3. When Voja Jaws of the Conclave attacks, put X plus one plus one counters on each creature you control where X is the number of elves you control, and then you draw a card for each wolf you control. And if you want to, this is another hashtag not sponsored moment. If you want to see this card run as the commander played very well, check out the Murders of Karloff uh, command night or game nights episode. Yeah, yeah. The card went off like fucking bananas, dude. Drawing cards getting big. It's, yeah. It's, Just, it's, it went it's, off. It's the popular card right now. And, you know, like. Hey, and I pulled it in my pre-release pack. Can't go wrong with that. Right? It's, uh, yeah. This, this whole deck is going to be popular for a bit. I don't know how continuously popular it's going to be, but, you know, currently it's, uh, players are liking yeah. it. So, there are your weekly winners. Now, quickly to run over the cheap pickups here, we have Contest of Claws, which came out in the uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan Commander deck. It is at $2.60 and moving up, and this is brought to our attention through the MTG Stocks Premium Penny Stock feature. Next up, Kindred Discovery, $5.24, slowly moving up. This is also from the uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan Commander decks here. This was a pricey card for a bit there, so getting getting in on your Kindred Discovery cheap doesn't seem half bad. Now you have Season Pyromancer, uh, $6.74. I remember these were like 40 bucks when it just came out. Like right. the, the, the Ponza decks and the, the mid-range style decks just loved Oof. this card. Uh, $6.74. This came out in Double Ma- This is the Double Masters uh, version of it, though not the original Modern Horizons version. So, there you go. I think the viewers at home would like a uh, scoreboard update. Oh, oh, we didn't even do a scoreboard update at the beginning. No, we you? didn't. We just knew that Kay. you were winning strictly because you have more games. God damn it, I got close to another full Monty again. Fuck. You did. You did indeed. Seriously, I, it feels like I luck out and I get the easy weeks. Okay, so currently we have, uh, as of tonight, Garrett, yes. you are at uh, five points... 5.25 points. 5.25? 5.25. Okay. Uh, I am at 2.6. Anthony... Just it, subtly doubled my score against you. I mean, yeah, your last game, you got 2.5 as well. And you got 2.75. I, I could have been mean and just gave you the half a point you for the cryptic, you the cryptic coat, but... It's it got everywhere there. Yeah. And you said the Demir deck, and I know I saw some lists of the Demir deck in standard. With... And and that was just a you brought up Demir, and I'm like, cool. Standard Demir. Let's go with that. Uh Anthony is sitting at three points three point eighty five points. Man, you're really just I'm not doing good. Riding on our t- coattails over I am. Here. I am. You guys are getting the easy ones. You're getting all the easy ones. Screw you, you give him the easy ones. <laughs> Fucking big daddy over here. Hip hop, hip 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 hop anonymous. You fuck you. You give him the easy ones. I don't know that reference. What? What's that from? Dude, it's from Big Daddy. Oh, Big Daddy. It's Adam been a Sandler? long time. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Chinese food delivery guy. I don't remember that. I mean, ask me anything about Billy Madison. I love that movie, but I don't remember it. Uh, Scooter McBron? No, not Scooter McBron. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. There we go. 
It's close. And there. that's I, Happy Gilmore, dude. Oh, womp womp. <laughs> and that wasn't even me just being a dick on purpose. That was all accidental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, let's see. We'll quickly mention here. Go check out TCG Sniper. They're a great price tracking website. Uh, they got a lot of things coming into the future here for them. Uh, but you get notifications. Uh, you set cards in their website, and you get notifications of when they move up or down, depending on your desired uh, inquiry. And if you sign up, make an account, uh, their free account, you get 50 free cards to put in. But if you get their premium, their plus account, uh, you get unlimited. And if you sign up for that and say that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of that plus. And we all agree here that it's highly worth checking out, just doing that alone. You can cancel it at the end. Like, it's just a good service. I think that's it. I was going to say, what, what are you staring at me for? You got anything else you want to add to <laughs> I, this? I got nothing other than I got even closer to a full Monty. Even closer. Even closer. Look at this. Look at this score. So let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll tally at the end of the quarter here. We'll, we'll go quarterly for point-wise. Quarterly? Quarterly okay. for point-wise. That way it kind of gives like a break and stuff in there. So end of, uh, end of March. There we go. So, thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 219 of This Week in MTG. As we wrap up another episode, we want to extend our deepest gratitude to our incredible listeners and Patreons. Your enthusiasm fuels our passion for all things Magic the Gathering, and we're honored to be a part of the vibrant community. Stay tuned for more exciting updates, discussions, and insights in the world of MTG. Until next time, may your mana be plentiful and your draws ever favorable. Keep gathering those magical moments. See you later. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! Look at me, I'm Big G. Check out all my wild cards, bitches.